Hey, this is Jason Hansen. I'm the lead pastor at Anchor Church. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope that as you listen, you're encouraged in your walk with Jesus to live for him, to tell others about him. Thank you for joining us. I hope that you're encouraged. Uh, I was, a couple weeks ago, we were kind of cleaning up here and we started talking about uh, band names. And uh, you start realizing that band names typically are haphazardly chosen. And if they are chosen for a reason, there's a, usually a dumb reason why. And a lot of band names, if we were to actually think about them, because a lot of times what we do with band names is we think about the band and the, just the music becomes what we think about. We don't think about the names. But if we think about the names, they're stupid, right? They're, they're dumb names. I have a couple examples for you. The Bee Gees. You know why they named the Bee Gees the Bee Gees? Because there's a couple guys in the band that have the initials B and G, and they thought, well, we should just be called the Bee Gees. That's dumb. <laughs> the Beatles. It's not even spelled right. All right, the Beatles. It's a dumb band name. You think about it, if you're, th- if you're four guys in a room thinking, hmm, what would people just love us to be called? I got a good idea. The Beatles. And you know why they, they named it? You know why they spelled it that way? Because they thought, this is even dumber, because they thought, well, we're going to be doing some beats. That's not a joke. Uh, and so, like, what's a pun? So we're going to say, hey, well, we're the Beatles, right? This is going to be really cool. Um, it's kind of lame. Uh, if, if you think about other band names, the monkeys, again, not spelled right. Right? And the monkeys aren't spelled right because they had a copyright violation. They thought, well, they can't spell it the actual ways the monkeys, so we're just going to put an E instead of a Y. U2, you know why they named U2 U2? Because a friend of theirs gave them six band names and it was the name they disliked the least. <laughs> That's why we, we often, but we don't think about that, do we? We don't think about the names as the names. You, you see the name U2 or the Beatles and you think about the music. You think about, oh yeah, okay, it's just, it's what they are. It's almost like that's just what they become, these names. And oftentimes I think if we're not careful as Christians, we can actually treat the Lord this way. We can say, well, yeah, it's just what he is. And maybe if if we're not Christians, we think, oh yeah, we we see the name, but we think good person. Um, You know, he was a good prophet. He was somebody that had good teachings. But we don't want to do that as Christians. We don't want to do that as people. Because the names of the newborn matter. The names of the newborn matter. Here's why. Because the newborn names, this newborn's names, the one that we celebrate and we worship in the manger, they should stir us to worship. His names, if we see them and if we understand them, they should stir us up to worship. You know what I mean by stir us up? You ever like have some uh, hot chocolate or some, uh, or some uh, milk, uh, chocolate milk, you know, and you, you pour it in there and then you got to stir it up. You got to stir it up because it all sinks to the bottom. Our affections can be like that. It can kind of sink to the bottom. But when we, when we see the names of the newborn, it should stir us up, stir up our affections for him. It should help us to understand him. It should stir us up to worship him. And there are things at stake here. If we don't get this, if we don't do this, we're going to talk about as we go forward. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to read the text. Uh, Matthew, beginning in verse 18, we'll read through verse 23, and then I'm just going to break it down a little bit. We're going to pull, pull this apart, and then we're going to figure out how we can live it out, and we'll be done. We'll be ready to, to sing again. But there, there are implications if we don't recognize his name. We don't want to treat him like you too. 
that we just don't, don't we look past the name. No, we don't look past the name. We want to remember who, who he is. Excuse me. Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now Matthew is writing to a predominantly Jewish audience, which is why if you read the Gospel of Matthew, he uses a lot of Old Testament scriptures. He's trying to convince a group of people that are reading uh, what he's writing that, that Jesus is the Messiah. That's what he's trying to help them to do. He's trying to grasp it. And we see that here. He, he says, he quotes from Isaiah in chapter uh, 1, verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. This is what we read. Matthew is actually uh, giving us that accounting. He's, he's putting that into context. Joseph would not probably have believed Mary's story. It's a, it's a dog ate my homework story, isn't it? No, no, I'm, no, I'm pregnant, but the Lord did this. And Joseph probably thought, well, okay, so he's going to divorce her quietly, which speaks something about Joseph, that he doesn't make a big deal out of it. He thinks something happened here, divorce her quietly, but, but the angel of the Lord comes to him. And the angel of the Lord tells him, no, what she said is not a dog ate my homework story. What she said is true. And the angel tells him, I want you to call his name Jesus. Now, the name Jesus is uh, very common back, back in the state. Actually, it's, the, it's just Joshua. So this is the Greek word, this is the Greek way we say Joshua. So, so there's a lot of people named Joshua. Even today, there's a lot of people named Joshua. The name Jesus, that's what it means. It means Joshua. But there is a deeper meaning. Notice he says, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The reason for that is because the name Joshua, the name Jesus means the Lord saves. Or Yahweh Saves Yahweh, meaning it's the if you're if you're new to the Bible, uh, there's a story, an incredible story in the Old Testament. Moses the prophet, he he goes to this mountain and he sees a bush burning, but the bush isn't actually burning. There's just a bunch of fire on it, and the Lord's in the bush, and and he asks him who he is, and he says, "My name is, uh, I am who I am," or or eventually, uh, Yahweh, the Lord, all caps. Whenever you see all caps, Lord in the Old Testament, it's that name. It's the most holy of names. And the name Jesus means the Lord saves. Or the Lord is salvation. This is, this is what this means. The angel doesn't want a haphazard name. He's not looking for just a random name. He says, I want you to call him this name. The name of Jesus. I, I, there was 
little while ago, a friend of mine got new Wi-Fi. You ever get new Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi router? It's the worst because you got to go figure out all the stuff right in there. And, and he said, I think I'm going to try and name this something intentional. You ever, you ever go and look at all your neighbor's Wi-Fis? A lot of times it's just Verizon you know, 2.5 or Cox, you know, Cox.net or, or maybe it's Jim's Wi-Fi or something that is just pretty generic. He said, I'm gonna, I want to do something more intentional. I want to call it FBI surveillance. <laughs> I said, well, why, <laughs> why do you want to call it FBI surveillance? He said, because I want people to look at it and think, I am not hacking into this. <laughs> There's no way I'm hacking into this. I want them to see it, see the name and think, no way, no way, I'm not doing it. And the angel says, I want people to see the name and to think savior from sins. I want people to see intentionally this one saves from sins. This is the name, the name of Jesus. It means savior from sins. And Joseph gets the call. Okay, this is what we're going to do. And if you take a look at verse 22, this all took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Again, Matthew's trying to tell his Jewish readers, the prophet said this, I'm telling you this happened. We're, we're here, we're fulfilling prophecy in the person of Christ. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. This is from Isaiah. And they shall call his name Jesus. Wait on, that's not, that's not what he says. They shall call his name. Wait a second. Verse 21 says he shall call his name Jesus, but verse 23, wait, something's, something's wrong. Okay, the Bible's wrong. We, we can't believe it anymore. No, they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, two different names. There's a reason why. There's actually a couple reasons why his name's Emmanuel. The first one is it's true. God with us. It's actually, it's actually true what it is. God is with the people. Now this has Old Testament uh, baggage with it. If you, if you were with us last week, you'd heard that we had talked about Jesus uh, was the word and he had come to set up his tent among us. This is what it is. He, he's here. He's tabernacling among us. He's with us. So this is true. This is what it actually, it does mean this. And there's Old Testament uh, reasons for the fact that it's just, this is true. God now is with the people. When Jesus is born, it's God coming down in human form. We, we, we sing this all the time at Christmas time, don't we? We sing about all of these kinds of things. But there's another reason why that should stir us up to worship. Here, here's what it is. When we think about the relationship between verses 21 and 23, we want to recognize that the name Jesus, which means the Lord saves, allows us as Christians to say with joy, God is with us. Because as people, we can't rejoice in saying the Lord is with us if the name Jesus didn't come true. We as Christians, we as people, are, are sinful. He says you're going to save people from their sins, meaning that we, we, we broke God's rules. We actually decided to make our own rules, to rebel against him and do what we wanted to do. That's what sin means. And, and, when, and when we read about 
Jesus saving people from their sins. It's that very saving of from their sins that allows you and me to come to the Lord with joy and say, I'm so glad you are with us because otherwise we would not be glad because he's a holy God and there is justice to be had. And Jesus in his salvation said, I'll take the justice. I'll take it. The name Jesus means God saves, the Lord saves. Yahweh is salvation, and he is. And therefore, we can say Emmanuel. Notice, notice here, the angel says, Joseph, you shall call his name Jesus. You shall name him this. But they will call his name Emmanuel. Now we, we also call his name Jesus, that's his name. But he's also Emmanuel. Listen, the, the baby in the manger that had, that had everybody coming, all the, all the shepherds from the hillsides and the angels came down. This baby was born for this purpose, to save us from our sins and to be with us so that we could be with him. This is the purpose of the names. Without us understanding these names and knowing what they mean, we, we don't have anybody to worship, really, because we're going to be dead in our sins. We'll have a God to fear, yes, and worship, but not worship with joy. Church, we want to make sure we understand the names. We don't want this to be like you too that we look at and we go, oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, it is called YouTube, dumb name. Okay, yeah, I get that. But I just listen to the music. Yeah, he's just good. You know, Jesus is a good guy. He seems like he's saying some nice things. You know, I should probably live my life in some ways where I, I, I respect him and he's a part of my life. I think if we truly understand the names of the newborn, he won't just be a part of our lives. We won't think of him as just, oh yeah, that's a good guy will worship because he's worthy of the worship. Jesus is worthy of the worship. Emmanuel's worthy of the worship. We will not, if we don't understand this and if we don't grasp the realities of these things, we will not put him at the center of our lives. We will not put him in his proper place in our lives. He'll be a periphery, which is a danger here. Listen, we live in the East Valley don't we? There's a lot of things that we just, we don't need much. We have a lot. We, we are in a, in a upper middle class area. It seems like, you know, things go wrong, but we ask the Lord for things when things go bad, but then things are going fine and we kind of forget about him. That is not the proper place for the king of the universe. King of the universe des- deserves to have the highest of places, actually the central place in our lives. And when we think about Jesus, Emmanuel, Savior, God with us, we should, we should actually think, okay, wait, let me, let me ponder this. Let me think about what this means for me and put Jesus where he belongs. Church, Christians, followers of him, servants of the king. He belongs in the highest place. He belongs in the highest place in your life. Maybe you're not a Christian here. Maybe you've heard about um, the gospel, maybe you've heard about Jesus for a while, you've heard about things like sin, you've heard about things like a cross, you've seen the, you've seen the necklaces people wear, it's a little cross, 
you celebrate Christmas, maybe you're at home on the live stream, you, you're watching this because you do this once a year and you, you're just wanting to feel good uh, sermon or a feel good, we want to sing some of the songs. Let me just speak to you if you're not a Christian. Uh, Jesus is not something to just be stood off at and admired from a distance. He's somebody to be trusted. He's somebody who says, come to me. If you are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest for your souls. He says, he says to come to him and, and you can come to him now. Listen, this newborn has names. The Lord saves and he can save you. That's not just for me. I, I, I'm just like you. I'm no different I'm not any better. None of the people that are Christians are better than you at all. We, we just have decided to put our, our faith and our hope that Jesus can save. As we just read, call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. We say, I believe that. And you can too. Maybe you've, maybe you've been listening uh, to the Bible for a while. You've read it some and you've thought, maybe I should trust Jesus. Let me implore you, don't wait any longer. Listen, you could have a Christmas morning with a new life with a new life, a new savior. Stop trying to save yourself. Jesus will do it for you. Come to him and you can come and say, God with us, God with me, with joy. Do it, do it. Trust in him. Let him save you from your sins. And Christian, we should not be a people who, who stand off and say, yeah, I, I need, when I need him like a genie, I'll pull him in. He is not a genie, he's the king. We trust him as the king. Let's go to him as the king. That's where he belongs, church. I have one, uh, one live it out point for you. Listen, there is no better Christmas gift than Emmanuel. There is no better Christmas gift than Emmanuel. We, we give gifts at Christmas time because we have a generous God who's given much to us. We want gener to generously give. That's why we give there's no greater Christmas gift than Emmanuel. The newborn's name should stir our worship. Listen, this Christmas, let's make sure we are working, and not, not just this Christmas, but like 2020, I don't know about you, it's been rough, all right? There's been some things happened this year. Don't know if you knew that or not. Um, that's why you're wearing masks. I'm just gonna be honest, 2020 might not be much better. I know that's not what you're looking to hear. Great Christmas sermon. Hey, 2020 could be just as bad as, two, I mean, 2021, just as bad as 2020, but you know what? At the end of the day, Jesus hasn't gone anywhere. At the end of the day, we still have the same king and we're his servants. So let's put Jesus as the center of who you are and what you do. What you think about most and talk about most and get most excited about likely is what you love the most and what you worship. We, we want to make sure that we are actually bringing along, and not just bringing along Jesus, but, but bringing along all of our sins and our baggage and our cares and our joys and bringing them to his feet and saying, look, look you are what I, I care about. You are who I want to think about. You are, you are who I want to be the center of my life because we recognize that his name's Jesus, the Lord saves, and God with us, they go together and they inform us as Christians. We live our lives as Christians in Gilbert, Chandler, Mesa, wherever we're living in the East Valley. We live them for him, not for us. And we want to make sure that we, we do that uh, this year as we think about 2021. Listen, listen, what's up, dude? He wants to talk to you. Oh, maybe later, dude. We'll get, we'll get it later. Listen, we want to invite people. This is our mission, inviting people to live generously for Jesus in all of life. This is what our mission is at Anchor. 
inviting people in the community, inviting one another to live generously for Jesus, generously meaning with our time and our friendships and our resources and our hospitality and who we are to give of ourselves for others. What we get most excited about is likely what we worship. Let's not do that. Let's, especially if it's, not, if it's not the Lord, let's not do that. We want to make sure that people get from us him. Let's make our 2021 him. Jesus, Emmanuel. I'm going to invite the band up as I pray. They're going to sing a song. We're just going to listen here in a moment. And then Julia will ask us to stand. Listen, church, on this Christmas, Eve of Christmas Eve, on this Eve of Christmas Eve, let's be a people who march towards the 25th in the morning as those who anticipate and grow in our affections and our love for the King. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, our, our hope and desire, my hope and desire for us as a church is to be a church that continuously and perpetually grows deeper in our love for you, in our um, desire to worship you, our desire to serve you. As Paul says, he is a servant of yours. May we be the same. May we be those that look at the manger and yes, see a baby, but more than that, see a savior. I pray that we would be a people that go out into this community here in the East Valley and on our lips would be your name. On our hearts would be your name. People would would look at us and how we serve others, how we give of ourselves, generously giving of ourselves, and they would ask questions about who you are because they, they see us. Lord, I pray that we would be hands and feet to those around. We, we want people to know you. So would you do that in us, do that through us, do that among us for your glory, we ask. Amen.